Welcome back to Making Sense of Retirement. I'm John Gay with Vince Oldry from Assured Retirement Group. And Vince, we teased this a little bit in our last episode. We're talking about retirement plans and building them today, something that is so important as we look at all this market volatility. Where do you want to start? I think the first thing that we need to do is go down the six steps to creating a, a sound retirement plan. Mm-hmm. And you know, step one is actually just gathering the data. <laughs> yep. Um, believe it or not, most people don't even know how much they're spending. They don't even know how much is, are in their accounts. Uh, some people have accounts in several different places. So I think the first step that we need to do is understand how much we're spending and that kind of thing. And then what we'll do through this episode is we'll give you all the things that you need to do to build your own retirement plan, number one. And number two, things that you can do to mitigate the risk in your retirement plan uh, without even using a financial advisor. You know, it's funny. I was one of those people who say, who just kind of was on autopilot, didn't really pay attention to the balances in my account until I married a woman who works in corporate finance. And she has put me on the straight and narrow. My wife has really got me all the spreadsheets and knowing every penny out and every penny in. So especially now that we're both working from home, having somebody keep me honest with that has really, really changed my life financially. Sure. And I think the biggest issue that most people... Uh, have is that they actually don't have a financial advisor. So you might have someone that might manage your portfolio or your investments, mm-hmm. but they actually don't really create a financial plan or they haven't been updating your financial plan on an ongoing basis. A true financial plan is being updated monthly at the minimum. And just like you said, when your wife has all the spreadsheets, money in, money out, you do that on a frequent basis, not a once every five years. (laughs) Right. Because when you build a plan, once you build that, it's static. If you print it out or if someone printed it out for you, that's static. You know, the markets go different directions. When you print it out, you can't just say, I'm going to get an 8% on average and just go with that. That doesn't work. That's not how the markets work. Exactly. So when we build plans, we actually, we use different programs to help us understand what your retirement plan looks like So one, we'll test it out. But two, understand when we run the plans, we actually have the capabilities of pulling in the data in real time. Mm -hmm. And we actually rerun the financial plan every single month, which is pretty unique. I think Uh, most advisors don't do that. But it was my understanding when I was sitting down with about 45 different financial advisors, I was on a panel and they're asking me what I'm doing. And I basically told them that we have all the same tools. And I'm sitting in front of them, kind of telling them, you know, this is how I use the plans and how I show them to people. And then I said, and then afterwards, when they're a client, I show them that we will update their plan every month and they can log in and look at it and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the room started saying, you can do that? <sighs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm the only one in this room that's doing that where we're updating the plans in real time. It just dawned on me that if I'm the only one, I'm sitting in front of 45 other advisors, I'm one of very few that's probably doing that across the country. So as far as when you are trying to develop your retirement plan, let's start with step one. So figure out what your expenses are and what you're spending. So it's really simple. You don't need to create a budget. Really? What you need to do is look at your spending habits. Okay. What I understand is (laughs) people have been spending for 30, 40 years. It's pretty hard to put people on a budget after spending the same way they've been spending for 30, 40 years. Don't even get me started on my parents. (laughs) So what we need to do first is understand your spending habits. Figure out how much you're spending every every month or for the year. One simple way of doing that, if you don't know what your spending is, which most people don't, so don't worry if you don't know, 
is to actually just go to your bank statements, see what's going on every single month, and then tally up 12 months worth and divide by 12, then you'll get your average spending. And really, Vince, I'm going to say jump in here for a second because these bank statements, they make it so easy, no matter who your bank is, on the website. You can download that file and you can open it up in Excel. You don't even have to know that much about Excel, but you can sort it. You can filter it. You can see where your money's going. You can sort it by where you swipe that debit card. There's so much information that is so easily accessible to you through your bank statement or through your credit card statement to see where your money went. It's much easier to track than it was even five, 10 years ago. Exactly. And there's also some apps that are out there. One of the apps that I use personally is called True Bill. Okay. True, T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L. And I use Mint. There's a million of them, but tell me about True Bill. So True Bill, it's similar to Mint. You can pull stuff over. The reason why I like True Bill is just if you want them to, they'll negotiate your bills lower. So like your oh nice Comcast or your cell phone bill. They'll just, on your behalf, they'll negotiate. Now, they get something for that. I think they get 20% of whatever they lowered your bill down to. But, I mean, hey, I mean, they're doing it for you. So you're kind of essentially hiring their services to do it. And if they can do it for you, then you both reduce your expense and they get paid. So everyone's happy. Mm -hmm. But most of us don't take the time to even do that. So it's kind of a nice little app. But it does track your spending, kind of lets you know how you're doing month by month. But when you do upload everything to the app... It does go back in history to figure out what your spending is based on your history. So that way you don't have to go through every statement. It'll just pull it all for you. Now, if you don't trust an app, just, again, go download the statements. So figure out what you're spending. Gather all the data. So get all your statements together, that kind of thing. Step two is to actually test out your plan. Okay. And so most people don't even know where they start. And the reason why you want to test out your plan with what you're doing currently is you want to see what the base looks like. You can't make improvements if you don't know where you start. Yeah. So if you ever think about it, you know, when you do testing, right? Like I'm a big race car fan. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of wind tunnel testing, right? They'll do one base level test. They won't change anything to the car. They'll just run in the test and then they'll make some tweaks, right? They'll change some fenders or they'll change um, how the car rides lower or higher, that kind of thing to see how the air movement goes and does that make the car more aerodynamic or not? And if it makes it worse or better, they'll know, right? And so first we need the baseline test. And so what we do is, or what you can do is test out your plan. You can do an Excel spreadsheet if you'd like, or you can use software programs. Um, One that we use is called InStream or InStream Wealth. It allows us to run the plans based on what you're doing currently. But the other data that you're going to need is understand what your average return on your risk is. And one of the tools that we use there is called Morningstar. And so you can calculate your average return on your risk by plugging all your mutual funds in or exchange traded funds or your stocks in. And you can figure out what the average return is and the risk. And the risk should be the standard deviation or your volatility. And I know that's kind of like financial jargon there. (laughs) It's not meant to be financial jargon. It's just, you know, you need something to measure the return and also measure the volatility or the risk. Sure. And then plug that in. And, you know, there's some other tools out there. There's some free ones that are out there where you can kind of plug in your average return, your risk and how much you're spending. And then it'll kind of come up with what's called a Monte Carlo. And what the Monte Carlo will do is it'll run a thousand different scenarios or, or more than that and look at what the outcomes are. And you're going to have like a bottom outcome and a top outcome and then somewhere in the middle. And the idea is to understand what that range is and then can you reduce that range? Meaning that 
if you're not willing to lose a lot, then you got to bring down the home runs. And so squeeze everything down to being more of a better average. So test that out. Number two, test it out. Number three, start making some tweaks. Yeah. Okay. The tweaks could be when to start Social Security. Should you start earlier or later? Mm -hmm. Maybe tax efficiencies. Should you do Roth conversions or not do Roth conversions? Should you retire earlier or later? Should you contribute more to your 401k? Can you, you know, can you buy that house in Florida, you know, where it's a little bit warmer? That kind of thing. Right. So test those things out and see if they'll make it better. Then a lot of times what we like to do is obviously to help with the portfolio or change the portfolio, the average risk and return. And so maybe you might have some ideas that you ha- you've thought of, but you're not quite sure if they'll work out. So test some of those investment ideas out too. Does it make the average return higher and the risk lower? You know, put those things in. Now, that's a lot of stuff to add into a plan. And when we build these out, we actually build um, about 30 to 40 different plans for people yeah. that come into our classes. You know, we, we do this where they come into our class, we build them plans, that kind of thing, and then they can do whatever they want with it. And so the do-it-yourself plan is really more of a Vanguard model passive portfolio that people can take home themselves. And so if you're kind of interested to see what those plans look like for yourself, where you want to see where you sit currently and then want to test out some different strategies, we'll honor the same way that we honor the class, where there's no cost, there's no obligation. All that we ask is that if you do set some time up with us, obviously it'd be video conference for right now. Yeah. What we do is we'll build you the retirement plans and you can do whatever you want with them. Then there's the times where people, like our clients, that don't want to do it. They want someone else to do it. Mm -hmm. That leads to step four, where you can test out some strategies that some other financial advisors might have, right? Okay. Some ideas that, you know, how do we get better average return and lower risk? Or maybe they had some Roth conversion ideas or social security strategies that you want to implement into the strategies. So out of that, you're going to get a good idea what the best plan is going to look like. And you'll narrow down 30 or 40 plans down to one or two. Right. Now, when you build 30 or 40 different plans like we do, we don't go through every single one of them. The reason why we build 30 or 40 of them is just to test it, right? Just to figure out, does it make it better or worse? Yeah. Um, That doesn't mean you need to review every one of them. We just go look at the results. And so once you understand what the results are, then you can help implement step five, which is implement part of the plan. And what's really interesting, when you implement the plan... That doesn't mean you need to make changes to everything. What you'll find when you build out a plan, you might be able to leave some things alone and maybe change some other things. Mm-hmm. So figure out what that best plan is. So implement that plan. And it's crucial to actually implement. Implementation is one of the things that people fail to do the most. So it's one to create one, but the second part is to actually implement it. And that's where people can fall short. And that's where people get stuck in times like right now where they're like, oh, I should have done that, but I didn't. You know, the market's now down a lot. Now I got to wait it out again. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I had enough where I could have retired if I would have just moved it to safety, but I got greedy and I kept waiting. And so when you have a plan and you can implement it and execute it, then you don't have to worry about things that are happening like they are right now. Right. So step five is implementing. And then the last step here is monitoring. Yes. So it's one thing to build and, and then implement, but things change. The market's gone down more than it ever has in a single quarter, I think since the Great Depression. Yeah. So you know that's unprecedented territory that your plan that you probably built three, four, five, maybe 10 years ago probably wasn't built in to the plan. Yeah. 
And so that's why it's really important that you monitor your plan every single month because things like this can happen. We call them black swan events. Right. Things like this can happen where everything just goes out the window. You know, your investment strategy goes out the window. Mm-hmm. So what might come next are tax increases. You know, how are we going to pay for all the stimulus stuff? Well, there's a few different ways, taxes, that kind of stuff. And so how's that going to implement your retirement plan? So that's why monitoring is crucial because maybe your investments are doing well, but taxes increase on you. Then you should know what that's going to do to your plan. So the monitoring part is actually probably the most difficult part, I think, for people mm-hmm. just because they don't have the tools to do that or they're not willing to update it every single month. And that's where, you know, like an app like Truebill is nice to know what you're spending every month. You know, we use actually two different programs to help us understand how to monitor things. So we use a tool called Blue Leaf, which actually pulls the data in real time from your accounts. Mm-hmm. And then we feed that data into our in-stream account, which goes into your retirement plan. And then we rerun the Monte Carlos or uh, rerun the different scenarios of your plan every month. So it's really interesting how things are turning out now. When we rerun the plans right now, we, we have seen percentages or the plans go down a little bit in some plans, but they're not terrible. And that's just because we have the right portfolios for their plans. But for the people that did not implement some strategies when it came to reducing risk and that kind of thing, and we built out their plans in the past, we can actually see how their plans have drastically changed and not for the better. Right. So again, monitoring is key. That doesn't mean you need a financial advisor, right? You can do all this on your own, but this is where like, if you don't have a financial advisor that's doing this for you, you don't have technically a financial advisor then. You have maybe an investment advisor, but not a financial advisor. So you can do all this on your own if you want to. There's some simple tools and links that you can go to to grab these tools. But if you struggle with doing this on your own and you just want to see where things are at right now, you want to test your current plan and then see what some things you can do to do it on your own, feel free to give us a call, 952-657-7470. Again, 952-657-7470. There's no cost, there's no obligation, especially right now. You just need to get the answers. You know, you need to know where you're sitting right now, and then you need to know if you need to be doing anything different. You know, those resources you mentioned earlier, Vince, we're going to put those in our show notes as well. You can scroll down and check those out. And just before I let you go, Vince, just real quick, can you just hammer through those six steps one more time so make sure our listeners have a whole broad picture of it? So step one, data gather and find out what you're spending. Number two, test your plan. Understand what your risk is and and test your plan. Number three, test other ideas that maybe you haven't thought of. And then number four, test some other ideas that maybe some financial advisors or maybe if you ask us, we test those out as well. Number five is implementation. So make sure you execute and implement the plan that works best for you. And then lastly, number six, monitor your plan. So those are all the steps that you need to create a, you know, what I call a successful retirement plan. And, you know, again, the crucial step here is making sure you do all those things. So that way, you know, you've built a good, solid financial plan. And just like when it comes to race cars, there's always things you could tweak here or there. But at some point, you're only going to get minimal results by tweaking things just a hair here or there. So if you're thinking about changing Social Security from 66 in two months to 66 in four months, it's not going to do like a whole lot. So probably not worth like creating a plan on that. But if you're thinking about taking Social Security at 62 versus 67 or 66, yeah, that might make some changes. So just remember... Don't go too crazy like we do. I mean, when we run 30, 40 different plans, it's a lot of work, <laughs> yep. but it's just stuff that we like to know. We, we want to know what makes things better and how do we make it as best as we can. 
And then that's where we implement the monitor. I'll keep with the race car analogy here with you for a second. One of my mentors in radio, when I was a radio DJ, taught me for a radio show or a podcast, it's like driving a race car. You do all your work in the pit so that when the show starts, all you've got to do is drive the race car. So same thing. Do all your work in the planning stage and throughout this process. So once you have the plan in place, you can just drive the car. Exactly. And I know we're still in quarantine here. If you're looking for a good Netflix show, it's called F1, which is on Formula One race car teams. Really kind of interesting. It's amazing how much time, money, everything spent in these race cars. It's just a really interesting show. I'm still recovering from Tiger King myself, so. Oh, geez. I, we turned that on last night, and I, I told my wife, I'm like, I don't know if I'm that interested in this. I, I see it everywhere as far as what people are putting up online, but I'm like, you know, this is, just reminds me of like another TLC show or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Vince, always a pleasure. Stay safe, and we'll talk soon. Stay healthy there, and we'll talk to you later. Investment advisory services offered through Assured Retirement Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Minnesota. Insurance products and services are offered through Assured Retirement Group, Inc. Assured Retirement Financial Group, Inc. and Assured Retirement Group, Inc. are affiliated companies.